Hey everyone, have you ever gone to bed at night and you have a pile of clothes sitting on a chair? You turn out the lights and that pile of clothes looks like a person. You get a little spooked so you turn on the lights and you realize it's just a pile of clothes. You turn off the lights only to see the pile now looks differently than it did when you first saw them in the dark. You may have seen a shadow person a dark figure with the silhouette of a human. And we'll dive into it deeper after this. I'm Mark, and you're listening to A Shot of Paranormal. Today's subject sends shivers down my spine. And you know why? I've experienced poltergeist activity, and that doesn't freak me out. I witness, I witness things moving on their own all the time. Shadow people freak me out because of a few different things. One is you never know who it is. The second thing is, although there are some people out there that believe shadow people to be of a, a neutral energy and not hostile, there's a large amount of people out there who consider them to be dark, negative entities. Apparently, the Quran has a passage talking about pitch-black sapient beings that aren't entirely spiritual or physical. Some believe shadow figures to be aliens, including the man in the hat, saying he wears a hat to hide the misshapen, oversized head. I've watched tons of videos of shadow people sightings, and although I can't verify that these videos are 100% real, I also can't verify that they're fake. The people who witness these shadow people sightings definitely sound genuine in their reactions of terror. Funny thing to point out, I hear many people criticizing videos when someone goes to check on a noise they heard. They'll claim, there's no way it's real, otherwise he would be running in fear. Well, now I would refute that claim. It doesn't matter if something freaks me out or not. If I hear something or see something, I need to investigate it. I have to overcome that fear and walk towards whatever it is that scared someone or myself. If I don't, then there's less of a chance to prove what I feel is real. Author Heidi Hollis has written many books of paranormal phenomena. She mentions that shadow people are dark silhouettes with human shapes and profiles that flicker in and out of peripheral vision. Beyond Science TV describes them as shadow creatures often seen through our periphery vision, meaning just on the outside of our scope of vision. People who see them are quite often unable to describe them in detail, apart from a human-like form and occasionally seeing red eyes. Apparently, though, people have been able to see more and more details among them because the beings are allegedly, for whatever horrifying reasons, making themselves seen, as per an article written by Stephen Wagner on liveabout.com. Some skeptics believe shadow people are seen during sleep paralysis, which, even so, is still terrifying. Some people are chalking it up to sleep deprivation, heightened emotional states, as people with physiological and psychological conditions have a noted correlation. 
which some might argue if it is a heightened emotional state or sleep deprivation, then why are many people seeing the same things? If the idea of shadow people is discussed, then yes, your mind slash imagination might play tricks on you in that kind of manner. However, if the thought of shadow people didn't even cross your mind or you didn't even believe in them, why would you see them? Why have many people all over the world who didn't have a preconceived notion of who or what shadow people are see them? Your mind and vision, when working together, detect movement. So if you're sitting down alone in your regular still home environment and you see something rush by in the corner of your eye, you'll pick up on the movement and not specific details. Some encounters are believed to be demonic. There's a YouTube user with the name Ghosts of Carmel, Maine, where a man named Kent has investigated many houses with his team. The shadow people occurrences that I've seen that fascinated me the most were up in a bedroom of an old house. He recorded video of a window spun around when he was facing the window again, encountered a shadow figure. Another time, same window, same bedroom, it looked like there was something in the window. When he filmed, as he approached the window, this shadow figure looked like a smaller, symbiotic in nature creature. Disappeared rather quickly from sight. Appeared to vanish under the bed as he approached it. I do not claim that these are real, nor will I claim that these are fake. Again, if I created videos with unexplainable apparitions, I wouldn't want somebody calling me a liar or telling me what it is when it's something different from what skeptics claim. But that does warrant an investigation. I'm also not going to be the one to first confirm that it is 100% what I'm saying it is. So a lot of people might share a photo online where they see an orb and they're like, oh, that's, that's for sure my grandmother trying to speak to me. And it could just be dust on the lens, uh, the light reflecting off a dust fragment blowing in the wind, an insect. There could be many things, but you have to try to rule out all things first before jumping to conclusions. Another author, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, known for writing about the paranormal beliefs that shadow people are of alien origin, Heidi Hollis also feels that way, Guiley has discovered that many shadow people experiencers are also ET experiencers, especially abductees. So while some believe they're of alien origin, others believe of a spiritual origin. While most people that encounter shadow beings would consider it a negative encounter, accompanied with a feeling of heaviness and dread, usually out of their own fear, others find their encounters non-threatening, just freaky-deaky. Some more physical encounters are attributed to sleep paralysis, to wake up to the feeling of being choked and seeing a shadow figure choking you, which some might explain as being demonic. The hat man is also considered to be demonic, although usually described as just a figure seen wearing a hat, also sometimes seen in response to sleep paralysis. Egyptians called shadow people the shadow kaibut, believed to be one of the seven souls each person had. The Roman word for shadow was umbra, also meant the shade, or the ghost of an individual went to the land of shades, which was an underworld. 
After a person died, their shadow went there. In medieval times, cornering a witch and proving her to be one, the shadow was a huge part of that. Someone who sold their soul to the devil had no shadow. While in Europe, people believed shadow beings desired blood and without it couldn't be reborn. Biblical times, curses were laid upon a person's shadow. Example, in the passage for Numbers 14.9, their defense is departed from them, referring to their shadow. So the myths, the lore, people's shadows have been linked to their souls for a long time. While there's no definitive explanation of just what people are seeing and have been seeing for a long time, maybe it's more of a per-experience type of situation. Maybe someone is encountering a demon. Maybe someone is encountering an extraterrestrial. Or maybe someone's encountering a spiritual entity moving between realms or dimensions, from underworld to the plane of our existence. The difference between science and pseudoscience is science looks for falsifications to disprove claims and methods out there, while pseudoscience looks for confirmations. Evidence is out there to back up shadow people sightings, and footage has been reviewed to not be fake. Files and film to not be tampered with leaving this footage with no explanation other than the fact that it happened. One of the more popular ways to debunk things when it comes to paranormal activity is the power of suggestion. So if you see something everywhere pertaining to the subject or hear things about them, your mind may make up its own version of the subject when tired or sleep deprived. You can argue that you weren't tired or you haven't heard of shadow people, which is still a believable statement because skeptics that live a busy life aren't thinking about the types of paranormal phenomenon that people encounter on the day-to-day. But no matter your argument, if you try to say this to anyone in a professional field, whether it's a doctor of any kind, it'll be shrugged off as delirium, psychosis, exhaustion, or whatever. The fact of the matter is you may see it, but it'll be argued as you thought you saw it, but there was an explanation all along. You may have felt it, but again, it'll be you thought you felt it but what you actually felt was something entirely different. While it may get attributed as the power of suggestion is what makes you think you saw a shadow figure, someone in the medical field will replace that power of suggestion with their own as you didn't see it, or may even laugh at you. There are things out there that mankind hasn't explored. There are energies out there that mankind hasn't seen. So to chalk it all up as you're making things up, or you didn't see what you saw, even though you have footage of it that they'll discredit as your technology is failing you, there is something more. I honestly don't understand the mindset of some people. Take this as an example. In the first episode, I mentioned uh, one of my first times encountering what I consider to be poltergeist activity with my brother. We experienced that together. And there were other times where someone banged on the ceiling below us while no one was home or just whatever other encounter we've had as children. My brother, believing more in the science of things these days, straight up denied for a while that our experiences actually happened, although he still remembers them to be able to talk about them, stating that there's probably some other explanation. For a while, this was his viewpoint. Then he watched someone's footage of poltergeist activity in an attic, and it changed his viewpoint back. No one can stake their claims 
as to what they say to be 100% factual because they'll be mocked and discredited almost instantly. So you need footage. You get footage, and that simply becomes a malfunction. Well, if it's a malfunction, it's a very specific malfunction with, in this case, a very specific human silhouette, a very specific movement, whether it be walking across a screen, hiding behind a curtain, or head poking around the corner, then hiding again. Although not everyone may believe you, I believe you. For the things that I've seen myself and experienced, they're too real to not believe you. Here's the thing. I myself have poor sleeping habits. It means I'm an insomniac. I'm up basically all night without even being tired. When my head hits my pillow, I'm still wide awake and somehow have to get to sleep. So the things I see at night aren't a result of sleep deprivation, exhaustion, or delirium. I don't have psychosis as a mental condition. It's very rare that I'm tired or actually feel the effect of sleep deprivation. My body is used to my sleeping habits as I've been this way since my teen years. Rosemary Ellen Guiley included a category in her book of a creature called Jinn. When asked by Catherine Ramsland for an interview for Psychology Today, what drew you to the subject of Jinn, Rosemary responded, there were two major avenues, both involving shadow people, dark and menacing humanoids, I'd been researching since 2004. I already knew a bit about the jinn from earlier research in demonology. I noticed that many cases of persistent negative hauntings involved shadow people. So I began probing for their true identity. I discovered that many shadow people experiencers are also ET experiencers, especially abductees. Through a long process, I concluded that shadow people are a shape-shifted form taken by jinn. Therefore, is a profound connection between jinn and bad hauntings and ET abductions. Furthermore, the footprints of jinn are evident throughout our mythologies and ancient aliens and gods. The picture that emerged is of a major jinn involvement in all of our entity contact experiences throughout history. Now, jinn is a supernatural entity, a powerful demon-like entity, but not as strong as a demon or an angel. Powerful beings capable of possessing someone or inflicting harm upon them. They can be good or evil. A jinn can appear as a wish-granting genie in Arabic folktales and is also the inspiration behind the genie in Aladdin. So this to me sounds like it's going to go somewhere bonkers. To go from an apparition in your house to the genie from Aladdin. However, I can't personally explain the lore. I can't explain the myths. I can't explain the video evidence of shadow people either. So I can't tell you what to believe or what not to believe. But I will say to keep an open mind and search for answers. The jinn are acknowledged in the Quran in chapter 51 verse 56. It states, I created the jinn and humankind only that they might worship me. The word jinn is associated with humans often attesting to the Islamic belief that jinn belong to a nation separate than humans but parallel in another dimension. They can move across dimensional boundaries and shapeshift into other forms. So in the Bible it talks about shadowless people as being people who sold their souls, referring to the soul being attached to the shadow. There's Bible recognition, Quran recognition. In ancient Egypt, the shadow was a representative to Egyptians as a figure of death. 
or a servant of Anubis, and were often depicted graphically as a small human figure painted entirely black. There's historical recognition of these figures throughout time. To downplay the intelligence of historical cultures would be foolish on your part. There are theories that historical cultures may have had contact with alien beings, giving them certain technologies needed to run their societies. You see that in lore and folktales from time to time. So nothing discredits these shadow people as aliens either. Could be spiritual, could be physical beings with the ability of passing between dimensions. One thing is for certain though. What I've seen gives me the chills. And not knowing what the entity is, whether it's spiritual, demonic, or of alien origin, makes it all the more mysterious. People fear what they don't understand. You never know the intentions of an entity. You could be thinking you're dealing with a happy, playful entity, or that could be a facade put on by the entity to get closer to you until it tries to possess you. You never know what you're actually dealing with. The tricky thing about shadow people is if you see them, it's hard to tell the difference between reality and if your mind is playing tricks on you. Hard to say if you saw a figure peek around the corner or whether it was fear taking over in your brain making you see something. All the video evidence of them will be seen at first glance and upon investigation, they're never there in the original spot seen. But you captured something, right? You review it. And hundreds and thousands of people who see your videos will agree with you. While others shut it down as a hoax or you're looking for attention, the trickiest thing about trying to prove you saw something is getting someone to believe you. One of the trickier things about that is if you explain you saw something to a friend and they didn't believe you, but then they later experience it, they will get discredited as you influence them. Through the power of suggestion, you triggered something in their brain that opened them up to the possibility of seeing ghosts. As part of my employment, I've often cleaned funeral parlors. And one night I was working with another technician who doesn't believe in the afterlife, doesn't believe in ghosts or the paranormal. In the chapel of this one funeral parlor, the mic was left on. My coworker tapped on the mic, dut, 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 and in response, something tapped back through the speaker. Dut, dut. Instantly, that put him on edge. But he doesn't believe, right? So I continue walking around this place, cleaning, doing my job, and I pass by the window of the sound room, which is tinted. My co-worker saw a figure walk by the window and freaked out a little bit. Then he realized it was me. But it was nice for me to see a skeptic on edge. The speaker did pop back at us in response to his taps on the mic. Now, me, I'm a believer. I experience things quite often. It doesn't mean they don't startle me when it happens. And it doesn't mean it doesn't send chills down my spine. It will strike up curiosity, and I'll have to investigate noises or the movements of things. So needless to say, I didn't freak out over the tapping response. We were in a funeral parlor. I never know what to expect. But I didn't suggest to my coworker that something was going to happen. He was listening to his podcasts and his earbuds. So I doubt his mind was wandering to freak him out. It just happened. And we kind of took it for what it was. He was a little more freaked out, and later on, while I was telling my other co-workers about this guy's experience, I mean, to them it wasn't a big deal, or they weren't really interested in it. It is what it is. 
unless you experience things for yourself, there's really no need to get worked up about anything. So create your videos. And no matter if someone tries to play it off as a hoax, if to you it's an experience that you can't explain, by all means, I encourage you to share it. Now, this is going to sound like a silly example in regards to what I was just saying. But remember, in Ghostbusters, no one believed them when they said they do the things they do. Busting ghosts, in this case. They had their establishment shut down. They were arrested for putting the city in danger and conning people. Later, when their containment unit shut down and the ghosts being free to terrorize everyone, even the mayor had an experience. Wanted the Ghostbusters free to deal with the problem. The reason I'm talking about that is... If enough people experience things and catch things with the corner of their eye that they shrug off until things get worse in their own homes, eventually people with certain credentials may have the opportunity to study such things. The reason why they won't is because anyone credited scientist trying to say this was a ghost will be laughed out of the field. That's not to say they won't experience anything, though. There was a former NASA engineer who ended up working in a water purification place who had quite the experience. Given he was skeptic, he would see something rush by the corner of his eye until later he saw a dark shadowy figure. He got his family to witness the same thing, but that doesn't mean he would go on public record to make his experiences well known to the world. He knows how ridiculous it sounds. It's a tricky thing when you experience something horrible and it sounds so far out there. You're almost embarrassed to tell someone. Well, if you would all like to tell me about your paranormal experiences, you can. On Facebook at www.facebook.com slash a shot of paranormal. Or on Instagram at a shot of paranormal. I would love to hear if anyone had any shadow people experiences. Click that subscribe or follow button if you want to delve deeper with me into the paranormal. I will research any and all of the unexplainable in the paranormal world and interview whoever I can to hear more about your experiences and just to get your experiences out there. Thank you for listening. I'm Mark Smith. Have a creepy night.